0: Hello everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast—an extremely dejected one, one that just feels mentally tired. Um, genuinely, just um, like angry is one thing, and I certainly am. Like, I'm more angry at the fact that West Ham were absolutely useless today. They were like West Ham. Everything we said in the build-up to the game, nothing of it came true from a West Ham point of view. They were disjointed, it didn't look like they knew what they were doing in the first half. We owned the ball, and then they get their winner through a, 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 a absolute horrible deflection from Kanza. They didn't deserve to win that game. We didn't deserve to win that game. I can't, like, Ezra Kanza's is really pissing me off, things like that. And, and I'm not going to be coming on here and screaming and going fire and brimstone like the last time. I just don't have the I d I don't have it. Don't have the mental capacity to be able to do it tonight, to be honest with you. Because how many times can Aston Villa Football Club, how many times over my thirty-two years, thirty-one years of supporting Aston Villa? How many times can I see us be so fragile? How can how many times can I see us be so so um aimless? Aimless is the word I would use for a good portion portion of that 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 second half specifically. Um I am I will get your comments in a moment, but I I do apologize. Look, we're I'm I'm not going to just sit here and scream into the I I he was I didn't think the manager had a good performance today before anyone any. any. How did I mute myself there? Don't know how that happened. Can you guys hear me again? I think you guys can. Yeah, yeah, you should have it again. I, but I don't want to just sit here and start roaring Gerard out and stuff like that because there's more nuance to it like that. And, it's, and at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if I start roaring it. You know, it doesn't really matter. But what matters is he made one change today whereby he took off Douglas Louis, and we completely fell to pieces afterwards. Like we spoke in the game beforehand whereby we wanted to... We wanted him to affect the game. We wanted him to be able to make in-game changes and tweaks and stuff like that that would affect the game. And he did, except it affected it in the wrong way, I think. I thought Douglas Luiz was having a fine game. I'd love to know why he was taken off. I'd love to know why the the decision was to bring on Jacob Ramsey. Um, Not that Jacob Ramsey was the fault for the goal or anything like that, but we had a nice low block with Douglas Luiz there. And West Ham were getting back into the game more and more and more. And they just brought on Miguel Antonio. And then we bring on Ramsey, who wants to carry the ball forward and wants to go forward with the ball and wants to play as, uh, as, as more of an eight. And yes, you could, be, you could say that, oh, he was here to, or he was brought on to try and win the game. Like, we're at the stage here whereby we have no right to go and win any game. Like we, we, As fans, like, I, I think we would have all come away. These last two games that we've played, these last two games against Crystal Palace and against, against uh, West Ham, I think we would have been all OK with a draw. Yeah, we would have been annoyed and we would still be questioning Stephen Jarrett's tactics. But the way that we've lost by being cavalier and by being silly about wanting to keep continuously piled on an attack was I thought it was just really silly. And then he brings on Archer with what, in injury time? There you go, kid. Bail me out. There you go, kid. Bail me out of it. Why don't you? Oh, and by the way, we're going to cross the ball at you all the time. We're just going to cross that ball in because we're really good at crossing the ball. You know, we're really good at crossing the ball to Kurt Zuma. Really good at crossing the ball to Kurt Zuma. Like, that's what the frustrating thing is. And, you know, it's I've I've sat here and I've had a kind of crisis of, of of Jesus. It can't all be Jared. It can't all be. The players have to take blame. And I do think the players have to take blame as well. But we're doing the same thing week in, week out, week in, week out, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Yeah, he might start a Bailey. He might start the two tens. He might uh, might bring in a Douglas Luiz today. And Douglas Luiz worked. Give him credit for that. It worked. I thought Douglas Luiz did work today. But the, the substitution to make was bring off John McGinn. It was bring off John McGinn and bring on. Like, I couldn't care less if he brought off John McGinn and brought on Nakamba, our young Tim. But the wrong substitution to make today was take off Douglas Louise and bring on Jacob Ramsey. He could have even brought on Ramsey for McGinn. That would have actually been fine for me. But McGinn for me was the substitution and he made the wrong one. And that's his job is to get the substitutions right in game. And he just doesn't do it. Bring an archer on for the last three minutes. I know it's only a small thing. And look, it was, it was basically rolling the dice at that stage. But my mother mercy, when you're, when you're, you're literally bombarding Balls into the box and on top of Zuma and on top of uh, Kerr and Rice and Suchek and two proven strikers who've played at international level like Danny Ings and uh, actually uh, has Danny Ings got an English cap, but Ollie Watkins and Ings, and they can't get their head in the ball and Cameron Archer for all the great talent that he is and for what he has and what he can be, you know, you're like, come on, man, play to the team's strengths play to the team's strengths. If you're going to start Coutinho, play to his strengths. That that picture that was going around on on social media at halftime about how we literally hit everybody over. It was like a, t- uh, a there was like a, a pool table would have fallen in it and all the balls have fallen over to one side. Like that's not right. And if you can't see that in game or if that's what you want to play, tell me why you want to play that. Come out, be honest with with, with for for Give us some sort of context behind it. And you'll never get that. And I know you won't. And he doesn't have to say anything to me. Sure, who the fuck am I? But basically, if you've got Philippe Coutinho on your team, you want to give him space so he can get the ball. You certainly don't want him to get the ball. When John McGinn is standing right up his arse, and you've got the other two the other two strikers then standing on top of each other and on top of him as well. Like, there has to be some sort of joined up thinking here. And it's just not happening. It's the same thing we're talking about for the, since probably March or April of last year, probably even further back, February maybe of last year, with three wins in what, 13 games? It's just not good enough. With three wins in 15 games, I think it is, because I think we got a, a total of nine, uh, that's, yeah, three wins from 15, I think, because it was whatever the points total was out of 45. I think that's what it is. And by any measure, metric or, or um, assessment, that isn't good enough. That isn't good enough. But what we're doing is we're staring into the abyss or we're staring into the into the to, to the we're staring like out over a cliff. And we're saying, you know what? Let's do it again. Let's just let's do it again. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again next week. And even when he got it right, as I've said before, and I'm making no sense and I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm a bit incoherent with regards this. But even when he got it right with Douglas Louise, his first opportunity to undo it again, he undoes it. We sat here beforehand that we spoke about Kanza and Chambers. What was going to happen? Were they going to get bullied? I thought they played I thought they played pretty well in the main. I just have no idea what it is Kanza does when he throws himself at players. Deflections can happen, but Mike, like he's he's just beginning to annoy me. Like there's just things he does that are unnatural and you don't teach any defender and he has no need to do them. Like if he doesn't even get in the way of that shot, it probably comfortably goes into Amy Martinez's hands. And I know we can't blame him for deflection. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pointing in on him. He's just, he's grating on me. He's grating on me. He can't defend corners. He can't do things like that. And it's really beginning to annoy me. Um, He hasn't been able to, sorry, should I say, since the start of the season. Once again, that comes back to the dugout. That comes back to the dugout as well. So, I don't know. I said I wasn't going to go all in this. I probably haven't gone in enough for some people's likings. I want to really scream, but it's not going to make any difference. But, We've got players who are under, underperforming. We've got, uh, we've got a management team, because we can't just, like, they're, they're a management team, in the dugout that don't affect the game during the game. They don't affect it. And unfortunately, it's probably, it's probably okay to say as well that we have, you know, we've got players who are supposed to be big players on the field that are underperforming as well. There was point in case. Danny, the ball was played through by Coutinho, I think it was. It was a true ball, and Ings broke the offside trap. And he kind of gave up on the ball because he thought the goalkeeper was going to get it. Now he nearly got to the ball, and I thought he should have got on the end of that, and they will go up and they 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 score, I think almost directly after that. I think they scored, but he needs to get on the end of that and And like he's not doing it for me either. like i i'm I'm kind of gone past the situation here now whereby I would have would have before been. At times, thought, okay, you got to maybe let a fellow play himself into form. We can't pass that at the moment, but we just don't have anybody else to bring in for him. Yes, people are talking about Archer. Maybe you do. Maybe you start Archer. But what happens if Archer doesn't work at twenty years of age? Um, you know, there's just, it's just like I, I, I can't see the solutions. I, yeah, we can sack the coach, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But like, it's just. There's a, and does anyone else get this this kind of feeling? There's a feeling of of almost like I'm not gonna say helplessness, but it's um it's just it's just a, a feeling of where he said before the game today, actually. This is why we come back to I said before the game today, whereby we're hoping players play well. We're a professional football outfit, we're a professional Premier League football club. We apparently had aspirations of finishing in the top in the top half of the league this season, finishing seventh even, you know? And we've got players in the field that can't dissect that things aren't going right with a game plan and change it on the field. Yeah, if you change it on the field and you go into the dressing room and he gives out to you because you've won one nil, it's not going to happen. So why you need to like like for me, it's just yes, if you want to play to that game plan, that's fine. But at some stage, you have to realize in the field where it this game plan isn't working. Uh, uh, yeah, look, it's it's a bit of despair. I think today it's still fresh. Uh the, the defeat is still fresh. I, I'm I'm very tired. I'm tired of the last three. I'm tired of this season already. Since the Ming's comments on towards the Everton game, whereby we nearly threw that away with mental lapses, on goal, whatever. Maddie Cash losing his mind down that wing and getting bundled out of it. Then Crystal Palace was pretty toxic. You know, we just didn't play. Today has been pretty. today i thought like for 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 want of a better word i thought the play times today was possible as in it looked like we had a coherent plan and we knew what we were doing but we get we get we get stitched up by a a, a fluke of a goal you know and that's that's hard to take but it's 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 the culmination of everything that has me feeling tired about it and i don't know where we go i don't know where we go lads i'm gonna be really honest i don't know where we go i'm gonna sit going to watch that game again and see if there's anything from a tactical standpoint. I'm sure I'm absolutely positive that I'm going to see some really good things Douglas Luiz did. I, I would imagine that's what I'm going to see because I just, from my first watching of it, I thought he had a good game. Um, But we are literally, we're literally doing the same thing. It's the definition of insanity, guys. We're essentially playing the exact same tactic week in, week out and expecting something different, a different outcome from it. And teams just have a sus. They just have a sus. Now, West Ham didn't actually have a sus today, so I think that's unfair, because I thought West Ham were poor. West Ham looked like, looked like a team who hadn't scored and were, were bottom of the table. They, they looked like they were a bit incoherent themselves today. But they can weigh with it from three points, and we don't. They scored our first goal of the season. We don't score. Like, it's, it's, isn't it, isn't it textbook Aston Villa that we score a goal and it was a corner that went out of play? Like, I'm going to go so far as to say it could be 10 years since I've seen someone take a corner that went out of play and came back in again. Like, and, 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 and the first attempt, Coutinho heads it off the post. And it comes back to Kanza. Like, think of that mad sequence of events. Think of that ins- absolute insane sequence of events. So we take a corner that debatably went out of play. I don't know. But there was no VAR. VAR didn't, the linesman called it, whatever. But, it, like, debatably went out of play. First of all, that that, that very rarely happens, to my knowledge. Oh, so someone's probably going to prove me wrong. I'm I could. I'm open to questioning that for sure. Then Coutinho, from a, a yard and a half out, ends up hitting the post with a header that rebounds back to Ezri Konz, who sticks it in the back of the net. And he doesn't even celebrate because he isn't even sure if he's allowed. And then we find out that the ball may have gone out of play, but the linesman flagged for it, so it's going to be disallowed. Peak Aston Villa. Peak Aston Villa, that, that, that sequence of events was. And then they go up and then they get all the in the world with a deflected shot. Albeit we were playing absolutely at that at that point, I think. Because all we had was crosses. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know where we go from I don't know where we go from this game because uh, up until about the eight, the seventieth minute I thought that we had some green shoots of recovery. And we may very well do. I think he absolutely one hundred percent has to persist with that with, with Douglas Lewis, Kamara. and uh, look, he's gonna call it McGinn, he, McGinn is gonna be going to be in there, but I think based on form, he is somebody who should be worried about his position within the team. Um, and maybe he needs some time out of the spotlight. I don't know. But, like, I'm sure I'm going to look. I haven't even looked at any statistics. It's just been, as I say, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired. I was tired from watching the game today. Um, but I'll bounce. We'll bounce back and we'll do a bit in it tomorrow again. But, uh, yeah, as I say, I think that midfield needs to be. I think Kamara and Luis have to start in that midfield. And I, like, I don't care if you put Mavericks and Nakamba in there, or you put Timurik Boonam in there as well, and you just lock it down with three kind of more defensive minded midfielders, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. As I've said, time in, time out. If you're going to play Philippe Coutinho, give him space. If you're And if you're going to have people like Coutinho, if you're going to have people like uh, Watkins, people like Bailey on your pan, on your team, let your creative attacking players create the width. Do not, like... I'm broken record. I'm even going to go into it because I'd say I've said it about 40 times since the start of the season. Guys, this is going to be a shorter one. We're up in about 15 minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna just very, very quickly uh, go. Yeah, by the way, actually, one two real positive points I think from today. I think it's okay to call out positive points because there were some. bubuka Kamara is a really good footballer. Really good footballer. I think we I think we might mu- we might have unanimity in the comments about that. We might have unanimity in the comments about that. The Kamara is a really good footballer, and secondly, as I say, Kamara and, and Luis. I liked the tandem that they played at times today. I liked the fact that the both of them went into the low block and became a double pivot at times, specifically in defence. I did like that. It's something I've been calling out for, and I'm okay with trying that. I'm okay with, with building upon that, um, however they, they so wish to do. I'm probably, I'm going to be on red alert over the next few days, obviously, for transfers and things like that. I think the club need to be busy. I think they do. Our defensive frailties today. Our defensive uh, uh, frailties today. Not having a centre half on the bench. We're like, whether we like who we're going to bring in. I think we're going to bring in somebody in the centre half. They have to revisit the midfield position. They really, really have to have to revisit that midfield position and bring in a number eight. They just, they just have to. It's as pivotal as anything else. And as I've been saying since the end of last season. If you can get a striker, a different type of striker to the Ings, Watkins, Archers of this world, and maybe a taller guy, maybe a root one type guy, maybe a guy that can get onto a, into a cross since we love crossing the ball so much. If You can pick up one of those. Gazump Wolves for that big, tall lad playing for Stuttgart. The Austrian guy playing for Stuttgart, whose name I will not be able to pronounce. Something along those lines. I don't know. I don't know where we go with regards to that. I am, as I say, I'm just too tired to be able to to like, I've done scouting series. Like, who knows? Who knows? Who the hell will come in through the door? And you know what I said in the in the team sheet tantrum that you know maybe a Craig Dawson would be a very underwhelming signing. I want pros to come in the door. I want people to come in the door whose egos have been well checked outside the door and going to come in and are hard as nails and are going to work hard. If that turns out to be Ian Bednerek, it turns out to be Anne Bedark. If it turns out to be to be Craig Dawson, it turns out to be Craig Dawson. I'm at the stage where we're like dog fighters. If they come in through the door, I'm like and we see it on the field. I want the shiny sparkly names. I don't spend I don't spend about twenty hours a week watching fucking well, maybe not twenty hours. I don't spend maybe about ten hours a week watching clips of Austrian football and stuff like that. Because I do it because I like it and obviously everybody wants to spark their names, but I think we're in a predicament at the moment whereby the mental fortitude of this team is as low as low as low as it's been the 32 years I've followed Aston Villa, or 31 years or whatever it is. And I, I, I'm okay with whoever comes in as long as they show that, as long as they show that, because I think we're missing a bit of leadership in the dugout and we're missing a bit of leadership in the field as well. Difficult to purchase, specifically in the last few days of the of the window, and it will look like it's going. To, there's going to be a lot of envious looks, but there's not going to be uh, Alex, Alexander Isaac coming in through the doors. There's not going to be Lucas Pacquetta coming in the doors. There's not going to be a you know you name all these big shiny bright lights. There's not going to be an Anthony from I- IX. Other teams are going to buy these big shiny names. I would absolutely love to be in the market for them, but they take time, and. I don't think we're going to see one of those come in, and that's a failing in itself. And I'm I'm not exactly thrilled about it. But I think we're at such an ebb at the moment. We're in an ebb of of where we need, uh almost like uh almost like a Roy Kent type, from Ted Lasso to come in, and and just shake up that dressing room and make sure that that dressing room is professional. Because as I say, we stand a lot here, a lot of times talking about managerial tactics and stuff like that. But I think that. Even if it's only 15% of the blame, even if it's only 10% of the blame goes to the players, they, they missed, a, missed a, an assignment they were supposed to, do. they weren't in position, they'd gone f- too far forward, they lost their man at the back post, whatever it is. Even if it's only 5% of the blame for players, that's still 5% too much. Professionalism all around. And I know that there, we're a professional club. I know we are a professional club and you know we can say it in the heat of the moment, but you know we see who we'll bring in over the next few days. Right, a couple of comments because I'm talking absolute chocolate at the moment. Um, where are we going? I'm just gonna pick some at random. Uh Paul Miller says lose next two games, and he's our worst manager since 1874. I saw that from Villa Analytics as well. Statistically, you'll have the highest uh loss percentage um of any team, of any manager uh, since our inception. Yeah. Absolutely. Um Uh, Ashley Hall says I googled this today our squad average height is our, our squad average height for by who scored or you have here is 5'11 that's including three very tall goalkeepers Mings Lloyd out yeah our, our starting 11 squad height and I I only know it in centimetres I think it's 189.5 point, point centimetres and it was actually 2.5 centimetres higher than the starting 11 for for West Ham today but I understand what you mean with regards to our squad our squad is on the small side yeah for sure I and look I don't think yeah, I don't think Courtney House stops anything that happened today either. I thought our back our our defensive partnership were okay. I thought they were okay. Um I just don't know why he sticks out a leg when he's trying to defend a ball like that. Anyway. Anyway, that's getting into the weeds on it. Um where else have we? Uh this one, Peter D. That isn't my father by any chance, is it? That isn't my dad. By any chance? Anyway, Peter D Moyes made the change at halftime and tactically outwitted Jared. And by the way, if you are my dad, i really apologise. I forgot to send you a link for the game, and you just have to remember that. No, you text me for it today. Oops. Um, apologies for that, Dad. Uh, but Moyes made the change at halftime and tactically outwitted Jared. We were getting dominated in the first fifteen of the second half, and Jared did absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, I think you know this whole rig- rigidity of making substitutions on sixty minutes, regardless. To me, that's a sign of pre-prescribed um, substitutions, and you need to be able to ebb and flow towards the game. The way the game is going, you need to be able to do that. Guys, we've over four hundred people watching me absolutely talk nonsense at times here today, so I really, uh, I really appreciate that. Could you please give us a thumbs up if you're if you're so inclined, cost you nothing, and it helps us out with the algorithm. But uh thanks so much, everybody. Uh, let's get to more of your comments. There, we do have a a oh, and I've got a child here as well. Uh, who's may mean I have to go. Oh no, she's gone back to sleep. Um, bring Potter from a very steady, smooth Brighton team that occasionally get results against the top ten won't mean he'll walk the path at Villa. Um, yeah, I I don't think I don't think Grand Potter would have any interest. I think he might even be a Villa lad. I think he might be a Villa supporter. But I don't think he's any interest in taking over this team just at this moment in time. I just don't. I, I just think that he'll. You know, the way Brighton are going at the moment, I think I think it would take uh, it take a lot to get him away. No, he could. Jesus he could, don't get me wrong. Villa should be a great draw for him. Villa should be a great draw for him. Um but yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I'm. I'm going. I'm going to kind of stay away from talking about who our next manager should be at the moment because this is a post match uh, piece. But uh, I, I understand what you're saying there as well, AVFC. And thank you so much for your for your very very kind donation, AVFC agent Jared. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Once again, always a good man to be on the pod. Thank you very much. Um, where is it? Uh, this is one as well. The biggest worry is not losing three out of four games. It's who the teams you lost against. That's the worry. Not one of them are above 15th in the league. 100%. 100%. This is something that was labelled at Dean Smith in the year just before he was sacked was that he was able to get the odd results. We were getting results against the top six. Um, you know The Leicesters who were top six at the time. Arsenal, whoever. But we were dropping points to Brighton. We were dropping points to Watford's and all those teams we weren't able to beat the teams below us now we don't have that structure and that rigidity that allows us to kind of play against those bigger teams or to or to, um, to sit back and to kind of hunker down or bunker down for those teams because smith was good at that give, give smith all the, like you can talk about smith substitutions or whatever you want i was very pro smith i'm not going to change i'm not going to rewrite history here but smith knew how to set up a team that was able to defend on on it uh, and protect the D in front of its goals. I think that's what we we were able to do. That what we struggled with was very much invention going forward and breaking down teams. Now we're in the worst of both worlds whereby we can't break down teams who are going forward and we we just don't have like our full backs are so far up top that we don't have that ingenuity to be able to park the bus in front of our goals and maybe get a nil all draw away at. Whoever, or maybe holds Liverpool to the 89th minute and that kind of thing, you know, before Sadio Mane kicks into action and scores two goals. That one is still raw in my mind. But that's a good point that you make there. We're we're still doing that, but we now have the worst of both worlds from that. And that is something that we need to we need to bear in mind as well. Um where else, da, 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 da. Where else are we? Um uh, I'm sorry guys I, there's there's tons of comments here I what I'll do is because I'll be here reading these forever I really appreciate every single person on the podcast thank you so much I'm going to read through these comments and I will bring them up um, in the in the voicemail podcast we will do tomorrow obviously if anything breaks tomorrow and if there's any breaking news and um, we will endeavor to jump on as close to when the news breaks as 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 uh, possible I would imagine we're going to see we're going to hear a plethora of links over the next few days Agents are going to be firing things out left, right and centre to try and link their players with Aston Villa um, because we do need players in. That centre back room needs another addition. Central midfield room needs another addition. Whether they do it or not is 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 anyone's guess. And I think the striker room needs another addition. Um, but that will probably be priority number three, I'd say, for the board at the moment. So... Um, I'm going to leave it at that, guys, because uh, I'm just conscious it's half past, half past seven as well. And um, I, I would love to, to, to get to all your comments. I really, truly would. It just means I'd have to read them and I'm, there's going to be dead silence without Patty. That's the beauty of having Patty here. Patty could go off on one now and use no words other than swear words for the next 15 minutes. And it'd give me great time to go down and star all the wonderful comments that I wanted to show up. But without Patty, without my wingman, I have to read the comments. And I've, I look like a plum because I'm here and it's complete dead silence when I'm trying to do that. So I do apologise. I will read the comments. Thank you so much for popping them in. Thank you so much to for for watching the pod tonight. Um, as I say, please give us a thumbs up. It's 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 a tough one. You can tell by me, I'm I want to get angry. I just don't have the energy to do it because I've seen this movie for the last thirty one years for with Aston Villa Football Club. And I really wish that there was a a magic potion or magic pill that we could take to 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 make this better. I just I, I can't see it at the moment. Um, other than. You know, I, I just can't see him changing his tactics to the degree it would need to 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 right this ship um, quickly and steadily. But thanks, everybody, so much. Really appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow. Definitely one podcast, maybe two, maybe three, depending on what breaks. But uh, keep it real. Keep safe. And remember, lads, even though we're here and we've been giving out for the last 27 minutes and 30 seconds, always go to bed. And The last thing you say before you go to bed at night is always up the villa because they'll always be here. Thanks, lads. See you later. Podcast Network.